Hello everyone and welcome back to the Donkey's Garage for Season 2, Episode 21, Racing in Hungary. This episode comes a bit late, I know, because for some reasons I wasn't able to actually do the recording right after the race. And so I then had some, I didn't have that much time during the week. And so I was, I'm literally a week late in terms of um, bringing the, the news. So it's not going to be so much about news, but just doing a recap. And then I think uh, discussing some of the issues that we saw during, during the race or some of the more interesting aspects. So to begin with, we have to say that I have to mention that the layout of the Hungary, uh, Hungarian Grand Prix is traditionally known for being more about downforce, for being more about car efficiency, not so much about engine. It's got quite a fair amount of low-speed corners. Nowadays, even, uh, even that has really perhaps diminished or it's not as, as significant as, as it was back in the days, given that these cars have much more grip and are able to really go around the corners much, much quicker than, than they used to. But even though in, in comparison to, to certainly other tracks, certainly the one after uh, as, as Spy is, they are, it is one of these tracks that really is categorized as high speed, uh, low speed cornering as opposed to high speed cornering as it's as, as, as spa is with the main straight being relatively short so you're not having to really push a very high top speed either so the the layout in itself is is very interesting if those of you who may have the, the playstation may have played you've seen it on tv certainly it's very i think very Entertaining. It looks a bit like a massive, like a, like an oversized go kart track. If any of you have done go karting, if any of you really like the the world of, of, of go karts, you will perhaps see some similarities with go karts with really twisted corners, with with areas that are really really technical where you really have to prepare one corner for the, another. You have got sections that really are demanding on the brakes and this on, on your capacity to to really predict how the car is going to, to, to come out of the first corner in order to really build that sequence. You will have to then control the, the steering, control the accelerator, the, the braking, but as, as always, of course, but in, in a, perhaps in a more acute manner. Really, really fun to drive, I would say. It looks very, very old school in, in that sense with runoff areas that are a bit more traditional with, with the fact that You've got either gravel or you've got grass on, on, on the sides of the, of the track for most part of it. Yes, it has actually been modified over the years and they've, run, added, some, they've added some runoff areas that are a bit more safe, a bit more with, with tarmac so that, that cars have the time to, to slow down. But as, as, as we have seen in the past, but these runoff areas with tarmac are not necessarily safer, rather the contrary, because when, when you have this sort of gravel or I mean not so much grass but certainly gravel you kind of beach the car in in and then you're stuck in it and really kind of brings the car to 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 a full stop rather immediately as opposed to tarmac runoff areas which are then paved 
which don't slow the car and actually incite drivers to go over the limit and really gain a bit of, of advantage going over that, putting the, the four wheels of the, of, the, of the car outside the, the, the limits, as is the case for Austria or um, I would imagine, for instance, um, the Russian Grand Prix or so many others that have now adopted this tendency, even Spain in that sense, they have added this tendency of, of putting really nice runoff areas where, where no real damage really occurs if, if, you, if you overstep the limits. With that said, now the, the weekend itself was looking a bit difficult because there was a bit of uh, uncertainty weather-wise. For form, Formula 2 and Formula 3 actually did run under, under wet conditions. Formula 1 had a bit of a mixed conditions. They did the qualifying in semi-wet conditions, or, or not all the sessions was in, in wet, but it really was interesting to see how the, the, the track developed and how the drivers were able really to, to adapt quickly. And it was the first time actually in the season that Lewis lost the pole position, so he's 11, 11 races and he lost one, which means 10 out of 11, which is still a very, very high score. But it was instead Lewis Hamilton who got pole position, followed by Max, with Lando Norris in third position, fourth Oscar Piastri, with an amazing Zoe in fifth position, with Charles in sixth, Valtteri placing the other Alfa Romeo in seventh, Alonso eighth. Sergio ninth, a bit underperformed there. Um, then Nick Rosberg with Haas in 10th, and then Sainz in 11th, in 11th. So that was the top 11, and I included Sainz because it was, it was interesting to see how, how he, he was, I think, lower than he expected. We did see the Ferraris having a rather strong weekend in, in Hungary during the free practice. So they were looking, I think, as, as contenders for, for at least top four. And then sort of lost a bit of momentum as, as qualifying came around. Perhaps Sainz lost a bit of, of confidence with um, the, the incident he had during free practice too, where he crushed the car. He had a, uh, had a shunt. The same actually happened to Sergio, which was quite unfortunate during free practice one. He crashed the car, which again, when the, when the crane lifted the car, gave the opportunity for the cameraman to, to take a picture or a nice, nice, nice view at the underside of the, of the floor, which was not something that really pleased um, Christian Horner or the Red Bull team for that matter. With this top 11, we have quite a mixed uh, balance, I would say, with, with new or unexpected parties joining, with Landon Norris and Oscar Piastri really affirming the, 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 great, the, the, the great news coming from McLaren, building a car that is both very, very solid in high-speed cornering, also apparently in low-speed cornering. As I say, Silverstone, for instance, and Hungary are not necessarily in the same category. So it's something that, re that is relatively good news, something that they, they, they will be pleased about. And it really shows how these two drivers are kind of in the same or more or less performing at the same level. Lando perhaps a bit better. He knows the car, I would imagine, a bit better. Also, the, 
the team. He's, he's, he's got more experience in Formula 1. But definitely Oscar is not being a, a wash. He's a very strong rookie. And he's outperforming certainly the other rookies in the field with certainly a relatively dishonorable mention for Logan Sargent who seems to have banished, who's just not where you would expect him to be. Um, with a with a actual Williams that in in qualifying is is a bit better than it is during the race during race conditions, but Logan just hasn't managed really to 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 squeeze the performance out of that Williams. Whereas Albon has actually managed relatively well to to actually put the 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 Williams in relatively good positions during qualifying and then through the race unfortunately he will we we have seen him lose a bit of performance but nonetheless as we saw in in Silverson he did an amazing work there really placing the Williams uh, among the 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 I mean the top top 10 which is already a very very good job for them take taking into consideration the the limited resources they've have they have had the the I would say the the average or low average start as as a building a as a building round they 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 had in the past in the in the beginning of the season, and with that said, I have then to to mention right away the race results, and then I will discuss further down the some of the incidents I think are relevant are worth mentioning and as, 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 as I said at the beginning I don't want to make this overly lengthy it was a very very boring race I have to say that I rarely feel bored so so much by a race as I did it in Hungary I usually watch Formula One from from the beginning to end with excitement with relatively you know attention and here i was more like i lost i lost the interest and then at some point i was just actually not watching it but having more on the, more 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 the, the race on the background as opposed to really pay, paying attention so quite quite disappointing not much happened as i say but nonetheless i still wanted to to give a few headlines so max of course with the rocket ship he's got managed to really get his position back at the start of the race he did a an amazing launch out of the of the of the grid so he was he was going all out no 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 doubts about that he was not going to 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 try to play with Lewis or play with anyone for that matter he just uh, just Barge down down the straight. Actually, he had some some pressure from from Piastri, who was who was there, um, along with um, with Lewis and Lando, who were kind of at the bunch. But Lewis actually suffered a, quite a poor start, which placed him right away at the back, and from there onwards, he wasn't really able to pick up the the pace. So the the the. The race it was relatively mild, I would say, for Max, play, getting that P1 eventually without much, much tension. With Lando Norris coming second, with Sergio then doing a great job storming through the field. With Lewis fourth, which was, as I said, I think result, as a result of, of his poor start. And then during race pace, he didn't, I think, really find the rhythm. Or perhaps the, the Mercedes was a bit more... more 
more happy in, in qualifying and then through the race it kind of loses a bit of performance and then falls back into into its perhaps natural habit at the moment which is still p3 p4 p5 i would say with oscar piastri p5 which i would say mm, um he was a bit let down by the team, especially knowing that he started the race real well, really um, leading the, the pack. And then McLaren chose the, the, the horse, the winning horse, and they placed all their bets on um, Lando, which ultimately was was the the end result. With George coming six, with doing an amazing job because he actually had quite a poor qualifying. And when I mean poor qualifying, I have to say that he was absolutely terrible compared to his teammate, of course. I mean, it always it has to be put into perspective. But he qualified, He was actually knocked out in Q1. He qualified P18 and he was able to come from P18 to P6 with a good strategy, I think, overall. Um, solid, by the solid strategy by the team, but also a very good drive um, by George Russell. Seventh place by Charles, then Sainz, which I will dwell into this a bit more because I think it needs a, a, a section dedicated to it. And then Fernando London Stroll, who managed to come within the top 10 with 9 and 10th, respectively, which is a mild result, not the result they would want to, but it was a try that for some reason did not really pay them the tribute they would have hoped. They had in mind coming in on on Wednesday on Thursday for a for a very strong weekend. It's even potentially the victory victory number thirty three for for Fernando Alonso, but the the weekend just didn't really kind of click at any point, and they were really really far away from pole position. So they had to settle for a mild ninth and tenth, as I say. With that said. I think there is some racing incidents that, that are worth mentioning. Is again, uh, Lewis' poor start, Zoe's poor start, but it was tremendously bad. It had to do something with the launching procedure, probably the anti-stall, something like that. But he literally got stuck on the on the on the on the, on the, on the pit on the lane on the on the grid on the grid, and then he, he just. Didn't launch the car, so all the cars were out and, and about, and then he was stuck there. Then there was an incident right at the first corner where then Zoe caused a collision, bumping uh, on the rear of Ricciardo and Ricciardo, respectively, then bumped into Gasly, and Gasly bumped into Ocon. And the two Arpins were the ones who suffered worse because first turn of the Hungarian Grand Prix, they were both out. And when I say Ricciardo, some of you might think I've got mad and I've lost it because Ricciardo is not in the 2023 season. Well, you would be wrong because after the British Grand Prix, from nowhere, Alfa Tauri announced that they were dropping Nick de Vries and they were replacing him with Ricciardo. So the Vries is out, Ricciardo is in. They did a setup um, event that he did some simulation, he did a good job, and he was in on the sit. So 
Quite a eventful week for Alfatari. Quite disappointed for Nick de Vries. I think he was he was underestimated overall. I think he was a relatively strong driver who was not really given the opportunity to shine. And of course, Formula One is a very, very competitive field, so you don't have time to shine. You just have to shine. But for some reason, he didn't really click. So yeah, he just was underperforming real bad. And the decision from the top was to not wait anymore and to switch for a driver who is potentially actually even looking at challenging Sergio Perez for the seat at Red Bull next year. So I think this is a very strategic, strategic play by Red Bull that both Christian Horner and, and Helmut are actually looking for next year and they're thinking, well, if Sergio Perez is not going to perform as we had hoped, maybe we have to really start thinking about a replacement and Ricciardo would come within that plan. So he would be replacing next year Perez should he not perform. And I say performing with, with certain, I don't know... Um, half-heartedly I would say because he started real well the, the season and then suddenly he had a drop in performance and I would say he's been sabotaged by his team so that he would not challenge Max anywhere near for the title but then they realized that they may might have done too much of it So, as I was saying, they might have done too much of it, so at, at this point, it's really, it's really difficult to say if Paris lost his driving abilities overnight or whether he suffered from, from perhaps a bit of friendly fire, as, as uh, it has been put uh, recently by a, by a journalist. And then he's had to really rebuild that confidence with, with, I mean, struggling to rebuild that confidence, actually. And only in Spa, which I will make a, a separate episode about it, has he sort of recovered that confidence because he's had, for, uh, since Australia, quite quite a difficult season with crashing, with, with losing, losing, losing patience, with, um, yeah, I mean, just poor qualifying, poor races altogether, just not where, where he should be, definitely not the driving standards he should have had in order to, to really challenge Max for the, for, the, for the title. With that said, the Ferraris, that is a chapter on its own, and I would say, again, another failure by Ferrari. And when I say failure, is is that they've shown that they are unable to choose a horse and really commit to it. They had one driver placed relatively well in 7th and the other in 11th. With Sainz having a very, very aggressive strategy, he was actually starting on softs where Leclerc was starting on mediums. So you would imagine that Sainz had one target and nothing but one target, which was to, to really storm through the field and try to, to, to maximize the performance out of those soft tires so as to catch the, 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 front, uh, the, the front runners. 
he had a very, very good start. And by the first lap, he actually was running P6. And that placed him, I don't know, P6, I don't know. He was, um, he was actually running just behind Leclerc. So that means P7, sorry, he was running P7 um, with Leclerc in P6. And so they were both together and you would imagine that when you reach Charles Leclerc and you still have so much performance, you're significantly faster than, than Charles, they would have told Charles, hey, get out of the way, science is in a different strategy, let him pass. But that was not the case. The team held back signs and they ruined a stint that should have been completely different to what we saw. We, they, 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 they told him to stay behind and essentially just yeah, play good, good, good cop. So signs then decided to go for a different approach. He actually realized what was happening and he turned those softs into actually mediums because he did a stint which was exactly us Charles was doing with a set of mediums. They actually pitted together and for the rest of the race, I mean, yeah, they were just uh, on, 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 this, on the same strategy. With one exception was that Leclerc had a very bad pit stop and as a result of having that bad pit stop, actually Sainz was ahead now of, of Leclerc and that is something that the team had not predicted or had not foreseen, I would, I would rather say. And so that meant that they had to invert positions now, which was actually, I mean, insulting, which is something they did. They actually launched an undercut on signs for the set of mediums, for the set of hearts on the second uh, pit stop, which then led to the to the final result, which was that Sainz dropped and Leclerc finally finished far um, finished on P P8 with Charles P7. But actually, this poor decision by the team meant that while these two were actually bickering about who would come first. George actually stomped through and finished P6. So Ferrari's planning department, strategy department, actually didn't see that the real danger was not between the two drivers who would get P7 and P8, but it was actually George Russell, who was coming from, from far behind, but which was actually doing a very, very good stint, was doing a great strategy, a great drive. So while Sainz, who could could have, I would say, really maximized the performance out of that soft tire and potentially have had the opportunity to, 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 to fight at least with, with George Russell for P6. They actually blocked both drivers and essentially let George come through and secure P6. So Ferrari real bad, real, real bad. Sainz did a very good job and again, he was let down by his team. I start wondering when are they going to, I don't know, to stop doing these sort of things. It's, it's, it's been, I mean, it's, it's been happening for too long. And that really makes me wonder if they are, if, if science is going to, to wish to, to renew his contract with them because he's with a team that is not his ally, but his enemy. He's got a teammate who is far more likable, who is, who, is, who is the 
the petit chouchou, the 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 baby boy for for the for the team. They 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 look after him. They protect him. Freddy Vasseur certainly is 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 has continued or has actually heightened that. I think Binotto was relatively more more cautious about that. He was I think had a different policy, and he showed actually to be quite objective in that sense last year especially towards the end where he was holding Charles Leclerc back when when it didn't make sense to really give um, priority to Charles over signs quite disappointed something that we actually saw also with McLaren between Landon Norris and Piastri but I would say that in that team they they have things they they did sort things out early in the season and they sort of told Piastri from the start you are the rookie Lando is our our winning horse so at the end of the day you're just going to have to play good cop and sort of support um, have a supporting role as opposed to a uh, of a leader role in the team which is something I would understand is something that, that if, it, if it was said or, or really put to me that clearly I would think I would accept it given the, the the, the situation uh, still not something that you're going to solo that well as a driver because you you don't want to be told that you cannot overtake that you cannot challenge but yeah uh, friendly fire it's very dangerous it's very I think uncomfortable it makes it a whole or or the whole thing quite distasteful and it's something that well I mean F Ferrari is a, is a common uh, currency and McLaren seems that it does happen too quite quite sad to see that um, yeah not much more to say I'm really disappointed in Ferrari again which yeah it starts building up and becoming too much Aston Martin Aston Martin well they are they've they vanished I think they collapsed they had a really good start to the season and then they've had now two three races where they are just gone rather bad news but it's not about the drivers it's not about the car having gone worse but it's actually they've lost the development race we've seen it over the past two three races teams are are racing they're they're absolutely smashing the the development race they're bringing updates at every venue and aston has just just hasn't managed to do that they've stayed behind they've they've actually they're running a team which is relatively the same as the one at the beginning of the season with the, with the same car i mean and so what what essentially has happened is that the other cars have evolved they haven't so that's unfortunately they fell behind especially with with some teams that have done an incredible job developing the cars such as mercedes bringing a spec b that has actually worked real well and of course mclaren which have done something similar and has worked even even better maybe with red bull also doing an amazing job at the development race they bring they keep bringing updates that work and it keeps well, I mean, securing Red Bull's position at the top of the pyramid. Well, um, not much more to say in that sense. Just to say that McLaren has actually affirmed its 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 good feelings from 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 Silverstone, of course. 
now building in, in a race or, or no, a circuit, excuse me, that is rather different, but they're still working real well. So very good news for them. And Mercedes, I would say they have a car that is a bit better in qualifying than it is in race pace, but still really, 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 really good overall. They should be really proud and yeah, they, they, they're working in the right direction. It's just some of the teams, like I say, Aston Martin, that they need to really find that, that direction and I would say press on. I would start to think that perhaps Aston Martin's season is now starting to, 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 to adopt a bit of a grey colour. It's either after Spa for, for Monza they bring real great updates or then I'm afraid they will have to, to accept that the season is rather over for them. They have Alonso in third place for the championship. They are now running third in the, in the Constructors' Championship. They've got Ferrari and McLaren behind them. Hopefully they won't lose that, posi lose that position. Red Bull, as I said, they did the, the move at the back. I've covered that. So, yeah, overall, that was the, the race. Not much happened. Rather, as I, say, as I said, boring race on the boring side. The, the Donkeys Award, I think, uh, I mean, Zoe, perhaps he has to go to Zoe because he did, he did cause a collision that actually took out both both the Alpines, which is not something you want, and usually you get rather pissed off when that happens, especially um, yeah, uh, as a driver, but also as a team when when you come into the weekend and you don't even have one one chance, one round, one lap to to show what you've got to try to fight. So he's a strong contender, and also I would say Ferrari again are are the big donkeys of the of the weekend because. They, they essentially shot themselves on foot. And with that said, I want to thank you all for listening. Um, apologies for bringing the, the race updates um, on, 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 on Hungary so late. But yeah, I didn't want to, to not to do it. I still wanted to, to bring my, my opinion to share my thoughts. And so this is, this is what I've done. Don't forget to subscribe, don't forget to, to, to mention anything you would like on the, on the comments. And I will actually be coming back very soon to all of you with my comments on the SPAC Grand Prix, which actually will be very interesting because you will be happy to know I did attend the uh, SPAC Grand Prix live for, for, for on Sunday, which was an amazing experience, but I will cover that on a different episode. Thank you very much and have a good night.